and welcome to another episode of Dead Air, a horror podcast. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite everyone to join our Facebook group, Dead Air. And over there, you can meet a wonderful community of people who talk about all kinds of things um, horror-related. So we can talk about books, we can talk about shows, we can talk about films. Just join our group and everyone will be really nice and accommodating. We also have a Facebook page that you can join, Dead Air, a horror podcast. And an Instagram that you can follow at Dead Air Pod. Over there on Instagram, you can give any suggestions that you want of movies or guests that you want us to have on the show. And they will reply because that is Chris. So <laughs> as if it's me or Miguel, no one's going to reply, but it's Chris. So he's going to reply. So make sure to message us on our Instagram. So um, we're going to be introducing ourselves as hosts first. So um, I'm Aaron and I'm the one in this podcast who loves horror because of the thrill that it gives so i love watching horror films with friends and family and watching them scream and all the jump scares i really really enjoy that and uh here we have our other two hosts i'm miguel i'm the scaredy cat i'm the one who loves movies but who is horror movie averse but that sort of changed over the pandemic too yay yay and i am chris i am the horror obsessive and uh, one thing about me is that I am actually married to another scaredy cat. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's us. Yes, and today is a super super special episode because if you watched our top horror movie, uh, if you watched, I'm sorry, if you listened to our top horror movie podcast episode, we actually have the creators of our number one for 2022. So, ladies and gentlemen, with us today, we have John Adams and Toby Poser, who are two of the four members of the Adams family. They wrote and acted and directed and edited and scored this movie and all their other films, including this number one film that we had for last year on Dead Air. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, we have John and Toby. Hello. Hi. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> it is hey, such everyone. a massive honor to have you on. Okay. Well, it's a massive honor that you guys gave us the number one slot. That's incredible. <laughs> that's that so wonderful of you. Yeah, we really loved it. I'm sure things have been busy for you guys since the movie's release. Can you tell us what you've been up to? Yeah, well, actually, um, when yes, yeah, since Hellbender um, entered the public eye, we've made another film called Where the Devil Roams, which... Um, we're super excited about him. We can't wait to tell you all about. And then we just got back from Serbia where we shot another film, which was our first collaboration um, with others. And that was called Hellhole. So we've been busy. Wow. We have, <laughs> we have two busy. films. To, we have two oh, films. Yeah. To wow. That's awesome. So excited to see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, actually, because, I mean, what's what's cool about it is, one, the Where the Devil Roams is completed. It's in the cans. It's been edited. And... Um, that's the movie that we made as the again just the Adams family, the four of us: Lulu, Zelda, Toby, and me. And then the other one, we were approached by Shutter, um, who actually bought Hellbender, and they said, "Hey, do you have any ideas that you want to do through them?" 
And we did. We had a movie that there was no way we could accomplish by ourselves because it was a monster movie. And um, so we oh. pitched them a monster movie and they were like, great, let's make it. And we were like, Fantastic. great, let's do that. And let's uh, write a script really fast. Yeah, right. Funny. <laughs> That's funny. We had said, oh, yeah, we, they said, do you have any finished scripts? We we're like, yeah, we got, we got finished scripts. <laughs> and uh, then and they said, great, we'll take that monster movie. And we were like, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> and they said, send the script over. We we're like, give us, how about two weeks? <laughs> so Lakers, let, they're just like us. Let, let, let us polish. Exactly. Polish. I mean, you know, right. Personally, I'm so fascinated by the fact that all four of you got into filmmaking. Um, can you let us know a little bit about how you started? And also your children are quite young. So it's really interesting that the four of you work together. Yeah. Well, in 2010, um, we, the girls were six and 11 years old and we just decided we were going to take off for a year and homeschool our kids on the road and make our first movie. And we did, that was called rumble strips. And we just fell in love and it was kind of beautiful because we had no, it's great when you can jump into something without knowing anything, because then you just go in, you're like a baby, you're a big baby to use. Your <laughs> <laughs> and all good things happen to big babies because you, everything's just so new and you can only learn. So um, we just were hooked. And so that's how we got into making movies. We made four dramas. And then by the fifth movie, we stepped into the horror genre. And again, we were just sold, you know? Yeah. I, I think this is that. a perfect time to segue into our favorite question, Aaron. What do you think? Yes. So what is your <laughs> horror origin? How did you get into it? Um, I, I know my, my answer is, um, when I was a kid, my soccer coach decided to take me and the other striker to a horror movie. And so he took us to see Phantasm. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how it, old were you? I was 11 and okay. it scared the living crap out of me. Like... I didn't sleep for a year and I did not like horror movies and I it was devastating for me. I was that silver ball going through that hall was something and the, and the big man were two things that I literally really changed my life because I didn't sleep like for a year. I, I was so terrified. <laughs> and so that was that's my heart and stories. Yes, I was a huge big baby because it scared the living crap out of me. What's your <laughs> you know, um origin, yeah. <laughs> when I was maybe 13, I went to visit a friend in New Jersey and her mom thought that we were going to go to see some Disney movie and, uh, and, or Disney like movie. I don't know what Disney was up to those days, but um, this would have been the early eighties. And, um, and we went to see sleepaway camp. So I was <laughs> taboo of like, Oh my God, we're going to sneak into something like really bad. And then it like freaked the fuck out of us, you know? And so that's I was, that's, that was a good one. That That's the farthest movie. thing from a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My God, that that ending is one of the scariest shots I've seen. Uh, that the reveal at the end of Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. Whoa. Chris, you know both movies. <laughs> yeah, Miguel and I. Give me five, Miguel. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> I have not seen those two movies, but amazing, Chris. You know. All right. 
You've never yeah. seen Phantasm? Have you never I seen Phantasm? I have not. This came out, I just got a quick Google. This came out the year I was born, and I guess I missed it. <laughs> like, like, it's, I'll, um, I'll, I'll get back there. I had to go re-look at it because I was like, okay, I got to figure out why I was so traumatized. And I went back and watched it, and I was actually really surprised at how well done it was and how well shot it was. And then I yeah. read about it. And um, it's interesting because it was an independent movie from the time the guy had borrowed, the guy who directed it borrowed the money and filmed his friends. And mm. I was like, oh, wow, that's so interesting that a movie like that, that affected me so much is kind of the model about how we make movies. So we don't exactly. borrow money. Yeah. We spend our own money, but that was an independent movie that um, somebody made because they, they wanted to. It was really cool. It was great to read about it. So, wait, sorry, did you realize that after you started making your own movies or was that yeah. something that was the model for how you wanted to make your movies also? No, that's why it was really interesting because later, yeah. like I only just rewatched it uh, like six months ago. And then after I watched it, I was like, wow, it's actually oh. really good. I thought it was going to be really bad. I thought, yeah. oh, it's so cheesy. But I was like, wow, it's very, 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 very well done. And then I read about it and realized, man, this is a guy who back in the you know, 70s, borrowed yeah. a bunch of money and did it all by himself outside of Hollywood. And um, it was a smashing success at the time. And um, no, uh, I didn't know all that beforehand. Amazing. And you said you jumped into it knowing nothing, right? But th when I watched Hellbender, everything, I watched it with my mom. And <laughs> oh, no. everything about it, we were just like, wow, this shot is so nice. I know. Wow. Wow. And then we read the credits and it's the four of you. So did you have to study or, um, I mean, it was just so visually well, yeah. amazing. No, you know, we, I mean, we've been making them for a little, you know, at this point we'd made a bunch of features. So um, every time we make a film where we feel a little more at ease and, and we learn more and then we want to jump into the next one to use what we've learned. So um, we just, we never kind of, the paint never dries, you know, before mm. we're kind of onto the next idea. But what's cool working with your family is you get to kind of do it on your own time and your life and your art become very um, much one and the same thing because yeah. you'll be having like eating a spaghetti meal and then, if, you know, a half hour later, the light looks so beautiful outside. You, you can go outside and shoot. And we travel so lightly. We only have a camera and two mics and a tripod. And um, sometimes we don't even use a tripod. So it's just very, um, well, the way we work is really organic and it's really, really fun. Yeah, Hellbender was a great um, movie to make because it was me, Toby, and Zelda living in a trailer um, for half of it. And we were driving around and if the fog rolled in on a mountain, we could literally stop the trailer, get out and be filming in 20 minutes. If uh, we saw a forest that was filled with moss and, yeah. you know, it was like we could move so quickly. And the three of us, you know, Lula wasn't with us, living with us, but we eventually drove out to be with her so she could be in the film, too. But um, the three of us were just moving so in tandem together that we were really able to move fast and really allow nature to inform us when nature wanted to be filmed. Yeah, And, and that's what's really beautiful about working as a family is you something like nature can be involved because you don't need 50 people to move. You just yeah. got... You got three people th that yeah, have yeah. to move together. And so it's it's a really exciting way to make movies.
Um, I have a question I, I, about the kids, Chris. If I can just like, quickly. Yes, jump please in. go ahead. Like, yes. uh, like, uh, how much of how much how much? But are they into it? Like, are they really really into it? Is this something like you sort of have to have to talk them into, or are they like totally game for making the filmmaking process? That's a great question. Um, Zelda. <laughs> it's funny when we first started making films, Lulu wanted to be an actress. So you can watch YouTube videos. Actually, our very first YouTube video was. Uh, when we had decided we wanted to make a movie and we posted questions about what to do. And you can see that Lulu is running the show. Like, <laughs> she was the boss. She yeah. wanted to be an actress. She wanted to film. She wanted to do, you know, she was just like, just love this idea of making movies. And so, and Zelda was just kind of bumping along. She was six years old. Yeah. So she was like, hey, I'll do whatever these guys do. Mm -hmm. But very quickly, it became apparent that Zelda was, in fact, the one that loved the process of filmmaking. And Lulu, much to like her credit, had decided after our first movie, she was kind of like, it's fun, but I'll help you guys. But I don't really want to do a lot. You guys, I'll cool. help you, if yeah. you need me, but I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I want to play soccer. I got other shit I want to do. Yeah. And we were like, great. And Zelda became very, very um, into it. So the answer to that is, and now it's funny because I see, well, Lulu wrote our, our latest script. So okay. things, are, things are kind of circular. And now, and now Zelda is kind of off to college and talking about college stuff. And our rule is always, you never make anybody do anything. It's kind right. of like, hey, we're going to show up at the middle of the field at 12 o'clock. Anybody wants to play, show up at 12. That's and yeah, and now Lulu's coming around and um, wanting to do more. And so now she's really getting film obsessed. So we're working, you know, on a couple things with her now. So it's it's really cool. Just letting the girls just do whatever the hell they want to, you know? That's awesome. So, yeah, so it's cyclical, just kind of like the themes of Hellbent. <laughs> ah, there you go. Right. <laughs> um, so I want to piggyback off of uh, Miguel's question, right? Sure. So, 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 so my question is, um, is basically like how, like, I, I know a lot of, a, a lot of the, the dialogue was Im improv. Um, you know, you said, you said that, that, uh, you were shooting, you know, because you saw, you know, a, a forest with, with nice moss and everything and you, you shoot around it. So how, how different was it from what you originally envisioned to, mm. to like the final product? Like, like how, 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 how what, what do you, what do you feel about that? Like, that's a super cool question. You know, before Hellbender the movie, there was Hellbender, our band, but all yes. the East Sixes. <clears throat> and we'd been shooting a music video a couple years ago for Hellbender the band. And it just immediately we were, it was like we were possessed. We had no idea what was going on, that we were shooting all these witchy themes and these gnarly trees and these kind of witch-like black clad figures. And so that kind of helped jumpstart hellbender the film because we thought okay well let's really explore what the concept of this hellbender is what is a fucking hellbender you know and we started creating our mythology for that so in a way we really i'll speak for myself i don't think we 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 didn't have a script we didn't have um i didn't have any kind of full vision it just started to un unfurl before us but starting with these kind of themes that we discovered and and technical um you know really cool stuff that we discovered making that music video too um so yeah just just the themes were there but i don't think i could have imagined where it would end up because it was literally a day-to-day -day exploration which was really fun is everybody in the band all four of you 
Like in the movie, yeah. just uh, yeah. Oh, great! I, I I had such a hard time searching for for the uh, sound soundtrack on Spotify because I didn't realize it was six six six, and then so I was like, "Hell, Bender!" Like I can't find like, but I know that I know that the vinyl is out. I was like, "How can I find There's it?" There's a vinyl out. Yeah, dude. All like, right, right, right. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I finally found it. And I was like, uh, of course. I mean, it's it's six six six. So I mean, and then yeah. Um, well, it's it's, it's, funny it's on repeat. Yeah. Oh, cool. oh, thank you. But you know, originally the movie was called Hellbender with the Sixes because we had always yeah. been Hellbender with the Sixes. And but as you probably noticed, it's a little hard to type in Hellbender. <laughs> you have to change the keyboard settings and go through it. It takes a long time. And the people that. Our sales agent was like, guys, we're, you're going to hate us, but we really think that you should just call it just Hellbender <laughs> because it's too yeah. hard to search for. And yeah. at first we were like, nope, nope, got to have six, six, six. <laughs> And then it was like, uh, you know what? Maybe they're right. Let's try it without it. And we're really glad they did because it worked yeah. very well. And and in the end, it separates the band from the movie too, because the band's going to continue sure. on. Right. And so, actually, yeah. it's just again one of those things that happened that turns out that we're very glad happened. Yeah. Yeah. When did the band start? Well, I've always been in bands. The girls, since they were born, because I was in punk rock bands, always kind of thought that was cool. So, basically, the band really started when Lulu was four or five and she wanted to be in a band and so her and i had a band called the hot roses and we and it was awesome because but lulu is a wildly stubbornly beautiful person who never wanted to write lyrics or never practiced or anything like that so the rule was we would book these shows and this little kid would get on stage and i would just play music and she would just she, just open her mouth and shit would come out. <laughs> and you don't know what it was. It could be anything. And it was super punk rock because it was so dangerous. And people loved it because here's this little kid. And so for a couple years, Lulu and I would do these hilarious shows. And Lulu was really good at it. And somebody watched us and said, can we make a documentary about you? And, and we asked Lulu, do you want to do a documentary about us? And she was like, yeah. And so we filmed one episode kind of, and then she fell in love with, and she, I think Lulu was six or seven at this time, maybe six. And she loved the cameraman because he was French. Mm. <laughs> and it was like, what was going on? And then they came back to film again and the French guy wasn't there. And she got so angry, she quit the band. Oh. <laughs> 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 it was amazing. You know, that's what was beautiful. Was like yeah. we've always encouraged our kids to be punks, and that was pretty punk. Uh yeah. the whole absolutely punk. Where and Lulu also didn't like that the crowd was um, what did she say? Weird. Yeah. yeah. She thought that they were a bunch of weirdos. She was like, the crowd <laughs> Yeah, they were. It was like, it was my friends. So it was like, well, you know, <laughs> dad, they're all just so weird, you know. It was like, and so she quit. And it was great. And then um, Zelda, uh, once she saw the opening, Zelda was like, well, I want to be in a band. So we changed the band's name from the Hot Roses to uh, Kid California. And then we became a band. So they've always been we've always been having fun together. That's awesome. That's so cute. Um, so, so, so like w w when I discovered the, the film, right, I uh, it, it was because I, I just troll troll through a lot of, um, you know, um, horror blogs or on Reddit or whatever. 
And then, like, I, I just kept seeing like Hellbender in a, a bunch of like lists, and I was like, okay, let's check it out. So I had n- no idea what it was about at all. I, I started the movie and then, and then like, I was like, Oh, so I guess this is a period piece. And then, and then suddenly it just, it's like this quick cut to like this fucking punk rock, like heavy yeah. metal. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so in. And then like, yeah. that, it was that, it was that, uh, that, that cut to that. I was like, Oh my God, this is just something, this is something different. And that's, that was a hook for me was immediately that scene. About the same, the same. I was I was messaging my friend while the movie was starting, and I was just like, "Yo, first ten seconds, I'm sold. You gotta see this. You gotta see this." (laughs) No, 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 we were talking about this, Chris. Like the first few minutes of the movie, it shows you three different things in like the span of like, and like, wow. I gotta sit down for this and like really pay attention. And then (laughs) got got get taken for a ride. Yeah. Well, that's really great of all of you to say. You know, we wanted to. The movie that we had done previously uh, was called The Deeper You Dig. Mm. And um, we loved making The Deeper You Dig, but it's a, it's a hard, brutal movie. It's a very hard, brutal movie. And um, though it's funny to us, it might not be funny to other people. <laughs> and one of the things that we wanted to have in Hellbender was fun. Like we wanted people to actively have fun. And right. one of the best ways to do that was to bring our band into it and 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 because music is fun and the girls playing together is fun and we have fun when we do the band and we're really glad we did we kept that that element in the movie and i think people enjoy it and and we enjoyed it mm-hmm. and we enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> like how do i even like describe like it's like a you know it's like a tender coming of age movie and then oh that's a great question yeah well yeah. Like, why, don't we, why don't we do that miguel um uh which one <laughs> maybe uh uh do you think you guys could for for the, our listeners who have not seen the film how, how would you give us a quick synopsis of of hellbender sure yeah hellbender is about um a teenager izzy who's been isolated in the woods by her mother they live on this mountaintop playing their rock band music into for nobody but themselves and the daughter comes to realize that she comes from a long legacy of hellbenders which are what we would call a cross between a demon a witch and an apex predator and so they're these supernatural creatures so she's coming into her own and and realizing hey i don't want to be uh deprived of my legacy of a bloodthirsty hellbender mom so Move over. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? It, I, I like. Yeah, I, I jumped into it with with not knowing the synopsis at all. Yeah. So I really wonder what, how people, you know, come into it like knowing. I mean, hearing about it that that, that would be really fun. Because because um here in in the Philippines we we have very limited access to a lot of you know um indie releases and stuff. Honestly, the only reason we we got to see this film is because we have access to Shutter. Um, huh. And I would love to watch your earlier stuff. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I've been on your 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 um, your your Instagram, always messaging you guys. Are you guys gonna come out with a Blu-ray? Because <laughs> um, because you have hell, yeah, you have a Hellbender on DVD, but you know, I, I would love a Blu-ray copy. <laughs> Don't yeah. we? Um, yeah, that we we actually hope that might happen still. Uh, actually, our previous film, The Deeper You Dig, has a Blu-ray. Um, from Arrow, which makes incredible Blu-ray. Um, you know, the, their artists are unbelievable. So 
we that kind of really put the taste of blood in our mouth and we, we would like that for hellbender too so and another interesting thing about that Blu-ray on Arrow is that they included our very first horror movie, which we could have also answered in the Horrigen, Horrigen question. That's good. We're going to use that. We're going to be calling that. That's what it's called from now on. But our first movie was something that Zelda, Zelda and I were driving to soccer practice. Toby was writing a script, so we were... Zelda and I were a little bored on the movie front. We weren't doing anything because we were waiting for Toby. And uh, Zelda said, why don't we make a, a little horror movie just to, to tide us over f- for the winter? And I was like, oh, my God, that'd be a great idea. What do you, would you got any ideas? And she said, I don't know. I just want to do a movie where I kill a bunch of grown men. And I was like, wow. that's great. I got a bunch of friends that we can kill. And so we made a, we made a movie called The Hatred that um, really set the stage for where we are today. And um, so that's kind of interesting about that heart, uh, about the Arrow DVD is it includes that little movie that's only 59 minutes long. And it was our, our foray into horror. And I love that all your friends jump into it as well. I saw, okay, so my mom and I looked at an article and and they sh- they gave a figure of how much you spent on Hellbender, but I'm sure it's wrong. So I want to ask how much you actually spent because I know that um, the cast and crew, like you knew most of them. It was right. mostly them also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't spend much at all. <laughs> because the article said a dollar something, but I was like, nah, it can't Not come a dollar. Oh, oh no, we no. spent 14,000 bucks. Yeah, okay. So that figure yeah. was definitely wrong. <laughs> yeah, we spent 14,000 bucks. And it's funny because um, we we learned from our other movie, The Deeper You Dig, that like, you never want to make your budget public before you sell <laughs> before you sell a movie because yeah. then yeah. if someone comes to buy the movie they will offer you fifteen thousand yeah. dollars yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're like oh my god a profit we'll take it they would have offered you two dollars yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. we'll give you two dollars and we doubled our money <laughs> Perfect, uh, Chris. I have a question. If I can jump in, so Please. you guys, you know, it's obvious that you guys super love the process of filmmaking. Do you have ambitions of making all these bigger, big budgeted horror films? Are you very, or are you very happy to keep it independent and small and just really well crafted? What is your, or what are your ambitions with filmmaking or horror movies? Also, I have to say, I, I love how we make films. Um, that doesn't mean that there's not room or, or judgment yeah. for making bigger ones. We just came from Serbia where we shot a film where we collaborated with others and they put the, the money up yeah. and it was much bigger budget than we're used to working with. Right. And that was thrilling and super <laughs> exciting. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that I, I really love the way we work. Yeah. Um, even though that it will evolve too, as now both of our girls are out of the house. Um, you know, I yeah. think it, I think it will always evolve, but hopefully it'll evolve around the same dynamic where we kind of um, just work in a very intimate fashion and wear a lot of different hats. And yeah. I, I, I kind of love it. Also, yes, what we've sorry. learned about filmmaking is that um, we have a formula that, that some people really love because Hollywood can't do it. Yeah. Now that's not to say our movies are like better or anything like that, but they're sure. like, 
if there's a mist on the mountain, we can get out of the van and jump in the mist and shoot the scene. And we can move like that fast in 20 yeah. minutes that we can be moving. Hollywood cannot do that. They have to plan everything out. They have to buy a mist machine. They have to pay for the lightings. They have to do a lot of things. And we're really coming to understand that there's a, this beautiful advantage of how we make films. And we're also so thankful that there's an audience out there that enjoys it. Yeah. So it's, it's not going to be the blockbuster audience that's going to go to Friday the 13th, which we love going to Friday the 13th. Of course, yeah. But there are enough people out there that all of us together get to enjoy this process. And we've, we are thankful about that. And Toby and I have talked a lot about it. And yeah. we're at a place where we're not really after fame and money. We're after like kind of joyful living. Right. And, oh, man. and doing, and doing joyful yeah. art, you know? And so, yeah. um, so right now, we feel like we're super lucky that we're going to just make a bunch of, you know, these. No. these Oh, man. Yeah. We're, we're super lucky that you are making them. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm curious for the both of you, though, what is your favorite hat to wear? Because you wear mm. so many of it. So what yeah. do you enjoy the most? I love, even though we, do, we don't generally <coughs> work with full scripts, I really love writing. I mean, I, I love, I love just having sort of a template to, to jump off of going into a scene. Um, I love thinking about how writing within the writing process, or at least the the outlining process. I love thinking about how little moments connect with each other. Like I like, I feel like a spider when we're making a film because I love to kind of sew the little threads that piece together the web. And I love seeing how that all comes together. Those tiny little threads are so important for me, even if there are moments that some or many audience members might not even notice. For me, it's something that I love putting a lot of thought and heart, especially heart into. So that's my favorite part. I love that Toby just said that. And I, this is why I think it's so fun to work with Toby is she's great at understanding the spider web. And I love each individual thread trying to make it look as beautiful or as horrific or as brutal as possible. And so it's fun setting up shots because, you know, and a lot of the time I'll be setting up, oh my God, this tree looks great. And now it's got blood on it. And there's a hand nailed to the tree and it's really great. And, and then I turn to Toby and I'm like, wait, uh, what's the scene about again? And Toby will explain it. And so it's really great because I love the parts and she loves the body. Fantastic. What do you Agreed. think your 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 kids uh, f feel about that question? Oh, great. if you were to guess, handling the questions yeah, today. Yeah, so these are all fun questions. Zelda is very visual as well. She loves the camera, and she's begun. She began using it pretty early, and um, so she loves shooting. She brought yeah. motion, more motion into our films because our films were very kind of static. And she said, come on, you guys, we've got to have a little motion. And started with just the tripod going, yeah. and, you know, but then our tripods <laughs> always break. So then we thought, now let's get a gimbal, you know, like a small steady cam. Yeah. He loved using that. And then she was like, now let's get a drone. So she's really bought, brought movement into the visuals of our film. And that was wow. really cool. Yeah. And she has wonderful 
visual taste. Like Zelda cinematography is singular and it's really fun to work mm. with her. I have a certain cinematography. I, I like setting things up a certain way. And then she loves setting things up a certain way. And then again, the advantage of shooting like as a family yeah. is do it two ways. It really doesn't yeah. matter. We, we have the time, we have the ability. It's, so it's really fun like that. Lulu is a great workhorse. She loves, like she's been in our last two movies now. She played really a huge role in um, Where the Devil Roams, which is mm-hmm. which is now finished. Um, she is just an incredible worker. She helped me build all the sets. Her acting was phenomenal. And she's like, a, I think what she really loves is the process of making it all happen, like getting it all to come together. You know, she's a really... I. I don't know what the name of that is, but she's, well, she's also super athletic and right. strong and daring. So for instance, on our third film, we shot in, in death Valley in California, <clears throat> deep in the desert. And, and if you wanted to get a shot from up above, you could say Lulu. And she was 13 years old at the time. Lulu, can you climb up to that Ridge and like shoot this? And she'd be like, sure. And she just scramble up with the camera. <laughs> she set it up and shoot it when nobody else wanted to go up that Ridge. Yeah. You know, we have a very funny story where we actually had someone who was going to help with the camera on this particular job. And I said, hey, could you climb up to that cliff right there and, and shoot down? And he's like, uh, no, I think it's that. And I was like, Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> In five minutes, Lulu was up there like this, Dad, you know, is this right? And so she's an intrepid soul that you definitely want on your team, uh, whether it's a soccer team or whether it's a filmmaking team. Yeah, in, in, in Hellbender, she plays Amber. You know, she's yeah. the blonde mm-hmm. and yeah, Amber. Yeah. And, um, and well, not to give anything away, but, you know, we wanted to, it was a very cold, wet night when we did horrible things to her. Oh, and she <laughs> was so tough and so game. Not only yeah. twice. Actually, there's the scene oh my God, on the yeah. ocean. Um, you know, where she's, uh, where, where she's lying on a, on a banquet table and we shot that in the ocean and this massive wave came in and all of us ran with the camera and everything. And Lulu's like floating away. She's just a tough kid. How does your, uh, how does your dynamic change as a family when you're like in filmmaker mode? Or is it pretty much the same as or is it your the same, tone now? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's the same. It's a cool question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it really is the same. Oh, um, uh, well, you know, there's, there's, it is the same, but everybody understands at this point that when you're making a film, you want to keep it as simple as and economic as possible. Mm-hmm. So, that we do keep our family dynamic. We're all having laughs, but everyone understands what each of us needs to do. And we don't really interfere with each other. So I think we're all pretty economic when it comes to shooting, because we all know like the light's going to change. A cloud's going to come, a wave's going to come. So it's like, once we're shooting, everyone is a great little unit. Yeah. And we all kind of take it very seriously, even though we're having fun. It's not, you know, like when we're on other sets, there can be a lot of quiet on the set, be quiet. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, in our place, you never really have to say that because we're all kind of there yeah. in it. You know, everyone's just living it and we take it very seriously. And, and just by proxy, I think the people who are shooting with us take it seriously and they kind of easily step into feeling very professional, like they're in professional mode too. So, um, but then when the minute the shot's done, we're all laughing again. Yeah. 
without without knowing about uh, the, the exact uh, process of how you created Hellbender, I, I am assuming that COVID played a big part in it, in shaping uh, not only the story, but how you shot it as well. Mm -hmm. am, am I right in, in that sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we had planned a much bigger production. It was going to take place at a school with tons of students and extras. Um, and then COVID happened. In fact, that prologue, the um, period prologue in the woods yeah. where they're hanging the witch, that uh, that was two days before the lockdown. We shot that. Oh, and so, wow. But it ended up being, it ended up being, I mean, COVID isn't a good thing at all. But for us, it did bring <laughs> us down to our small roots, which was a good thing because yeah. I'm not sure I've been ready to shoot this big production and, um, you know, at a school and, and this, it made it much more intimate, which is, I think, how we work well. It, it worked I, I, out really well for the story. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I 100% feel that um, the, the film um, really shines because of how intimate it is. It would have been, oh, it's nice. very different if it was like shot. Yeah. Like, right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. 100%. I wanted yeah, to ask a little bit about yeah, the writing process because the, well, Toby mentioned that she's like a spider web and she gets to connect all yeah. these things. The lore you came up with yes. was mm. amazing. Mm. Yes. Um, everything from from like the maggots being death and fear and all of that. How long did it take you to come up with that? That's so cool. Nobody ever talks about the maggots and the symbolism. <laughs> I love that, Aaron, that you did that. Thanks. You know, we have so much fun coming up with the mythology for our films. I mean, for our genre films, including the one we just finished where the devil roams, there's this, run this running like theme of just for us, as far as production goes, of what can we create here? Like we'll, we're inspired by other mm. lore and mythology, but what can we create here that feels original and and just comes? Mm. I, I I always say that we we <clears throat> kind of put on our five year old heads because five year olds are so imaginative, and you know they can make everything with nothing, you know, with mud or sticks, one ball, and you know snot. They can do everything <laughs> with 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 nothing, and so um, we love being imaginative in that sense and like um yeah so that's what we did we were inspired by some things like kali the destroyer lamia this libyan serpent goddess lilith of course um but we just kind of used those women to kind of juice us up and and come up with this um hellbender you know was something we just eventually came to on our own and nature has a big thing to do with that because we live in the woods we're surrounded by nature nature you know whether it's a maggot or a coyote, or just the death and life of and trees and the rebirth from seeds. Um, there's so much inspiration there. So nature played a big part of it. Um, please stop yeah. me if I'm overreading. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I, like I felt that the film was so tight with like its metaphors and its it, it's you know uh, like you, you know it started off with the worm and then you say that the hellbender is an apex predator. Yeah. The worm is probably the weakest. You know, yeah. uh, you know, and then and then you have the maggots, and then and then like uh, this is where I'm like maybe I'm overreading, but like <laughs> at, at the climax, there's like that it's it's like a worm like tunnel. It's like a it you is, know you know it's yeah. like a void, and then I don't know it, like I I'm I'm assuming that kind of symbolizes like birth and death at the same time. 
or yeah so so that's that's a they're I, nodding I, you're not overreading yeah, not, yeah. Yes. Okay. Nobody, okay. we always want people to talk about that tunnel and very rarely do they so we're both like yes let's, let's yeah. go there <laughs> yeah the tunnel's a great metaphor a, a really fun metaphor and it, what's fun about that tunnel is it can be a, it can be and serve as a variety mm. of metaphors all that play into the story of that we're telling so it's a it's a wicked little image you yeah. know um, yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Also, also about about like what, what i feel about like your, the storytelling was so tight and then visual imagery was so tight i i i totally picked up immediately on on like the the shift in the power dynamic um hmm. when when um oh, uh, yeah you you have a uh, the 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 re repeated shot of the staircase where um um, Izzy and then Toby, yeah, it's like they shift from when, when you know when mother is on top, and then suddenly mm -hmm. later on Izzy's on top, and yeah, so that's why. They I, don't say. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Zelda and I love that shit. Like, <laughs> we love that. Like, we're yeah. always being like, when we need to get a stair shot, you know, because we need to have Toby to be on top of the stairs, and then we got to yeah. flip it so that Zelda's on. You know, it's like yeah. we love that stuff. That is yeah. so fun, and I think you are also the first person who's mentioned that. That. That is a, a conversation that Zelda and I have so many times about the cinematography and the and the power dynamic. And so how do you frame people to show the shifts in power? So that's really cool. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're the first person who's mentioned, especially the stairs, which were so important to us. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my gravestone. <laughs> hey, you know, we're always making a new film and look for people to kill. Yeah, so. right. right. Oh, oh, fly over. All three of us. Willing to die. Willing to die for, for the Adams family. <laughs> That's so awesome, guys. Well, um well, sorry, one more question, Aaron. Yeah. If I sorry, we're just like jumping in with our questions. Like, yeah, uh, I know. like the whole the whole mother-daughter thing. Is that and which is a great uh, sort of anchor and theme for the movie is it also because is so, and again if we're overreading just let us know is it also because your daughters are getting older and they're coming of age and you feel that that's something that you want to touch on in your personal life that's happening it, that's happening in your personal life that you want to touch on with your films also 100 percent. like our movies what's beautiful about making horror is you're allowed to artistically show things that are really happening in your life. All of our movies are about families and mm. they all are just a reflection of where this family is at the moment. The deeper you dig was, if you watch that, you'll see it's a reflection of a certain age of parents and a certain mm. age of children and the things that we're scared of. This is exactly the same. Hellbender is a movie about the fear of your daughter becoming a woman. You know, right. she's becoming a woman. She's stepping into that same yeah. phase that you're in. And it's terrifying in a lot of ways. And it's beautiful in a lot of ways. And it's also true independence. And that's what Hellbender is about, is this child becoming a woman and saying, now I'm going to be completely independent and I'm going to make different choices than you're going to make. Yeah. And parents are terrified of that stuff. They're, you know, it's like parenting is hard. You know, that's why parents lie sometimes. They they don't necessarily <laughs> lie because they're bad. Yeah. They lie because they're scared. Yeah. They're, they lie because they 
they don't want their children to make the same mistakes they have, you know, and they think lying is going to save the children from those mistakes, but it doesn't, it only makes those mistakes like hit harder, you know? And, and we just wanted to touch on all those themes of parenting and watching your child who is now a woman that we're going to be having dinner with tonight, you know, cause we're in the city <laughs> seeing her and it's so exciting, but she rolls in and there she is. She's a woman. She's not a, She's not a 14-year-old kid anymore. And so, yeah. yeah our next movie, um, Where the Devil Roams, takes on a whole nother aspect of family, which is the idea of your parents falling apart, like watching your parents fall apart because of old age. And, you know, what do you do as a child? What, how do you keep them together? Or should you keep them together? They're, they're all terrifying things that every single one of us goes through. We all look at our parents and and say like, wow, they're getting old, you know, and, and do I feel sorry for them or do I feel happy for them? Or do, do I try to keep yeah. them together or do I protect them or do I not protect them? You know, it's like, and there's all these terrifying questions. And that's, what's great about horror movies is you can artistically uh, challenge people to watch mm. those subjects. <laughs> Um, I have a two-part question, if you, if you may uh, allow me. <laughs> First of all, you you talked about the whole. Uh, well, actually, what, what I really wanted to delve into is uh, I, I saw a little bit of a a, a, a carry influence in Hellbender. The whole mother-daughter dynamic. There's like the religious aspect religion being you know for hellbender it's 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 you know the the, the witchcraft if it is witchcraft and then and then and in carry it's the you know uh, uh i think it was catholicism but like you know and the suppression of that and then you know you know a mother suppressing a daughter a daughter's like potential um is that is that uh on purpose or was that a, was a, a purposeful like uh influence and then my second part is if not Please tell us your actual influences <laughs> as, you know, horror, horror influences, directors, films, whatever. Great. Yeah, it, it was not a, a purpose, purposeful uh, homage or, uh, yeah. you know, inspiration from Carrie. Although I know Zelda, I think that's the first horror film Zelda ever saw. I showed it to her when she was maybe third grade. Well, I guess we know what her origin story was. <laughs> that is so true. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but um, yeah, so no, no, not, it wasn't, you know, I'll tell you a big influence actually happened, was something that happened to me because um, shortly before we began shooting, I discovered that I was donor conceived. And I learned this at 50 years old, that my dad, that I grew up, that, that I thought was my dad for 50 years was not my biological dad, mm. that I was oh, actually, wow. you know, donor conceived. And, um, and I discovered I have this like big family of half siblings and everything. Mm. And, but oh, until yeah. I discovered them, there was this question of who the fuck is my dad, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what if he's some like lunatic? What if he's an ax murderer? What if he's just something, you know, totally that you would hate to be associated with. And that kind of got our, like, it kind of oiled our, our, the, the cogs in our brains. And so at first we thought, Oh, what if your father was the devil? Um, <laughs> and it kind of jumped off from there. Oh. And then we realized, ah, let's just play on this hellbender, you know, concept and like, wow. no, let's make our own, you know, let's not worry about the devil. Let's make our own hellish 
kind of a creature. Yeah, we started out, actually, this was going to be called The Devil's Daughter. And we we even started kind of filming a little bit, goofing on, you know, like, because that's what we do. We kind of film and see how it feels. And very quickly, we realized, oh, my God, the devil is way too huge to tackle. Like, we're, the Addams family ain't going to tackle the devil. So we were like, well, let's just tackle a little percentage of the devil, you know, like 66.6 instead of 666, you know? Cool. <laughs> so, you know, the hellbenders are just a little slice of the devil instead of the whole devil. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. So I guess yeah. that's where the, cause there's kind of like a, you know, keep there's a Rapunzel aspect of, of the film, you know, there's a, uh, the nature uh, versus nurture kind of thing. I, I guess that's what is, is that, is that a big part of. Uh, you guys I, are so I, smart. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what's going on. Um, <laughs> and that was fun to see when we met Toby's siblings. Cause it was like, oh, this is going to be so amazing when we meet her brothers and sisters to find out whether Toby's like a nature or a nurture. Mm, wow. you know? <laughs> yeah. And actually, the answer for that was it's a nature. All of her oh. brothers and sisters are the nicest people. Yes. Can I can I just say that not a lot of people get to process their family via filmmaking, and you guys yes. do that a lot, and that's really cool. That's a pretty cool way to process your upbringing and you know how like how you grow as a family. Like other people get therapy or find it out, but some, <laughs> some, uh, you guys make movies, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess filming is filmmaking yeah. is therapy. That's interesting. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, it's true. A lot of our shit's right out there on film. Sometimes it's. I'm really glad that people still haven't picked on up on some of them. <laughs> but it's like it is pretty funny. All of our shit's just right out there. <laughs> okay, so so we we talked about influences. Um, I guess how about how about stuff? We always say that 2022 was an incredible year for horror. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have you seen a bunch? Or uh, and if you have, what are the standouts for you? Oh, you're probably going to say the same thing I am. Go ahead, then. (laughs) Are you going to say The Innocence? Yeah. Yeah, we both love this. I haven't seen that yet. Norwegian. Yeah, it's the Norwegian. The Innocence. I'm going to Google this. Okay. Perfect movie for for me. Has anyone seen it? Not yet, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's all children. Yeah, yeah. It's the children. It's about the children. Oh, my God. We watched that and it was perfect. Um, I have to say I did just watch um, Pearl and I I loved it for an entirely different reason. It was just a fun, entertaining, funny, uh, fun brutality movie too. Um, There's just been, you know what? You you could kind of go on and on and on. This year has been exceptional for horror movies. Like uh, The Sadness was a wonderful movie. Watcher Um, and Sadness. Wow, both incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Watcher really got under my skin. I mean, as for, as I don't feel like uh, films get under my skin that much, I can pretty much watch anything. <clears throat> like the sadness. I mean, talk about a brutal film. But yeah. something about Watcher, which is so still. I mean, as a, I don't know if it's like a. I want. I was going to say as a woman, but I mean. I mean, it just got under my skin for a week. I was creeped out by it and scared. Every time I look out a window, I'm going to think of that movie. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. phenomenal. 
Yeah, I really, really enjoyed both of those films for totally different reasons. Those are like polar opposites, by the way. <laughs> the Sadness and Watcher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Sadness turned us on um, because of it's just exceptional violence. Like we were yeah. like, wow, it's just so <laughs> violent. It was me and Zelda watched it together, and we we were like, we need more violence. <laughs> because, because it's so well done. It was also like, yeah. Anyway. Is yeah. there any kind of horror film that turns you off? Like, okay, I can't watch mm. this. Anything yeah, like that. yeah. I, I'll speak for myself. I'm not. It's funny though because I'm. I, I just spoke about the sadness, but they do a twist on this. I'm not big on uh, like rape uh, uh, horror. Like, mm, uh, sure. I just can't. Like, I just can't. Uh, I just don't have fun with, you know, it's no. just, it's just a hard one for me. But what's interesting about the sadness is they do have that element to it, but they do have this really dark, like twist to it. Like, you know, when the guy, when, when he the guy saving yeah. somebody from, from being, someone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then and then gets, yeah. Right. So uh, yeah, I won't give away any of that stuff, but it's like, um, yeah, that's something I'm not, you know what? I think we like to have our violence balanced. So, like, yeah. if you're going to see something violent, there needs to be a balance on the seesaw to it. Like, some movies just are repetitive violence, especially, I have to say, against women a lot. And mm. that I don't love so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind if it's uh, violence, but it, it just, there needs to be some balance. Like, I need to earn my violence. Mm. Oh, I have a technical question. Sorry, really, really quick, quickly for you guys. What's your what's your recipe for your blood? Because your blood in Hellbender is so good. It's so oh, thick. it's so good. That's great. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> what a great question because it's so important to us, Toby. Oh yeah, it's um Hershey's chocolate syrup. Oh, a little strawberry syrup, um, caro syrup, which is basically corn syrup, um, and that's about it. And sometimes, sometimes some chunky little, shit. Yeah, sometimes you like we put in yeah a little like powder or something to make it a little chunky. A little chunky, but you know the reason we we had we used to buy blood. You know, like you go to the Halloween store or whatever, and you'd buy a gallon of blood. But it always looked phony. It always looked yeah too red. Like, yeah, it was too red, and it was kind of like not quite opaque enough. And but mostly, it tasted terrible. So we finally came up with something that we could actually even you know swallow and you wouldn't yeah. taste terrible. And lastly, the nice thing about our blood is you can wipe it off; it doesn't stain. So you wow. like sometimes you like pour blood all over somebody and it's a mistake. So you got to clean it up and do it again. Mm. The nice thing about our blood is you can clean it right up. I saw a great film. I'm trying to find the name of it um, out of the Philippines. I loved this film. Sorry, I'm trying to find the name of it. I saw Describe it at. It's just film festival. Um, kind of vampire-like. There's a woman and she... No, Is that the one? Oh, Chai. Chai is our friend. She's incredible. Oh, it's so fantastic. Is, it, is oh, that the one with, you guys with Eva Green? And <laughs> Eva Green? Oh, oh no, it's, a diff- it's a different film. Oh, a different film. Yeah, yeah, yeah different film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eva Green's in the one you mentioned? Yeah, no, Sibo. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, oh, that wouldn't be this one then. I'm still going to try to find it real fast. Right. Vampire, vampire. What was a? I mean, I, it's more. It wasn't about a vampire, so much, no but she right turns here. into. Oh, that's not it. Okay, um, I'm trying to find the name. I'll, I'll, I'll think of it. I'll find it real fast if I can. Wow, that's so cool that you've seen a Philippine film, though. The, yeah. The, uh, 
I loved it. It was, it really inspired me because we saw it at, I saw it at the Stitches Film Festival in 2018 or 19. And I just loved it. It was, it was, you know, it was kind of like us. It was, it was, it was a film that, um, that wasn't made with a big budget, but it was so creative and so beautifully done. Um, oh, I got to plug our f- computer real fast. Sorry. <laughs> is it, is it, is it a young gal, maybe? Uh, I'll find it. Hang on a sec. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We just ran down the hall to get our, 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 our uh, computer saying low battery. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say because you were talking about the blood being easy, easy to clean. I'm sure you had to do that in that scene where they were just vomiting on each other. Yeah, <laughs> that was a one take, Charlie. That was a one take, Charlie. Because oh, was, oh, that one had so much blood, and it was uh, winter actually when we filmed that. So we we knew that was gonna be a one take, Charlie, and it was a one take, Charlie. Thank God because there was so much blood in that. And- <laughs> That was a crazy scene. I was yeah. watching it like, oh. <laughs> well, it's interesting shooting with blood in the wintertime because um, when you get the blood on you, you get really cold really fast. Mm. And, oh, okay, uh, okay. We, yeah, yeah. On our last movie, we were covered in blood once and realized, oh my God, when you're outside and it's wintertime and you have blood on you, as soon as it freezes, you're really cold. So we knew that sure. was a one take job. Yeah. That was a fun scene, though. And people seem to really love that scene. I think, like, people are either super repulsed or just super in love with it by that point, you know? It was fun. Yeah, I, I really, like, um, you know, uh, surprised Zelda because I put little rice things in it. <laughs> she, I think she, she came really close to puking on me for real. Yeah, she was like... She also didn't realize how much blood was going to hit her. So it was pretty funny. Like when you watch it, you can really see that reaction is genuine. (laughs) "Ah." Oh, now I got to check it again. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so I, the, the, the film that you you saw might have been Young Gao. I think that's a Y A N G G A W. It's a, it's about a. Yeah, it's about a girl who comes back, goes back to the province because she's feeling sick and that they don't realize that she's actually turning into a monster and her family protects her from it. That's it's a good possible. film, actually. You saw that, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, yes, we did. We did. No, 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 film when he came on our... No, that's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I will find it and I'll write you because... um. I don't want We're to super curious. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, we would love to recommend a few uh, awesome yeah. Philippine horror films for you. Yeah. Please, yeah. and I'll, I'll love that too. Awesome. So, before we close out, is there any anything that you'd like to promote that's that's um, going to be coming up soon for the listeners? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, our latest film, Where the Devil Roams. I guess we finally were ready to tackle the devil <laughs> because this one, it's the devil. Play is part of the mythology. Um, it's really fun. The devil's the puppeteer of all the characters in the movie. And and so it's kind of like everybody's influenced by the devil who has an end game. But it's fun watching these characters intermix and get to a place at the end that's really twisted. And But at the same side, really beautiful. It's like the most ugly, beautiful moment. Like... It's, it's we can't give it away, but this, <laughs> yeah. is a wild, this is a wild one. And it was just a wonderful experience because it was, it was me, Toby, 
Zelda and Lulu back together like we were from the very beginning. And um, and it takes place during the 1930s. Mm-hmm. It's a Depression-era carnival set. And, um, oh. and we had a lot of fun with this. I mean, I have to say, I, I'm, I think we're all really in love with this film. It was a joy to make. Yeah. Um, it, it feels... It, it's just, I think we really like stretched ourselves in many ways that we're very happy about stretching those muscles. And um, I can't wait to see what people think. And it's got the, it's got a wonderful mythology. Again, we had to invent a mythology to explain the rules of the film. So Toby came up with this really fun mythology that is very cohesive. And like we mentioned the sadness before, Zelda and I had watched the sadness and we were kind of amazed at how well done the violence was. And we wanted to add that. We wanted to have some really great violence. And so we've, we have some fun violence in this movie, but it's all super well earned. Like every single act of violence is balanced out by something super loving. So it's like, mm. we just had just such a joyful time with this movie that we really hope um, that people out there enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it. I'm sure we will. At least you'll have three fans. You'll know it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we can't wait for you to watch it. And, um, <laughs> we can't wait either. And, and I hope yeah. we can talk to you again then, yeah. too. Yeah, we'd love and then that. We'd love that. We, we have this other movie that we just shot, a monster movie, um, Ooh, called Hell. Uh, and we shot it in Serbia. And yeah. uh, we partnered up with Shudder. And it is going to be a All real right. ass monster movie. Uh, we had... A wonderful artist named Todd Masters, who's this great monster builder from, you know, who's very well known and works on very well known, who built our monster for us. And he was wonderful to work with. And we're also teamed up again with our great effects guy, Trey Lindsay, who always is phenomenal. So those are our two. They were really excited. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for both. Yeah. And also, we, we we're gonna take you up on coming back. By the way, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we cannot wait for that either. Aaron? Well, fun, fun, fun. You you ask wonderful questions, and it's just a pleasure talking. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you so much. Super, we're very happy. Thanks so much for coming on our podcast. You guys yeah. have been great. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully next time we can come to you so that you don't have to stay up till one in the morning How about that? Oh, no. <laughs> baby studios will be open for that for sure. <laughs> so, um, are, are there any social media platforms we can um, follow you on and have the listeners follow you on as well yeah instagram is adams.family.films twitter is adams underscore films and then our website is wonderwheelproductions.com which has all our films on it wow awesome all right so thank you so much we were so excited to have you here and now we're just so happy that i know we got to talk to you we're gonna keep talking about you guys i know (laughs) it's such an open conversation it was so fun to have you thank you so much for the record i just want to say that uh when we started this podcast this is exactly what we were hoping for so yeah. so yeah, this is this is really it. We've been operating for two years, and uh, yeah, this is like a dream come true, honestly. For well, us. beautiful. Let's definitely do this again because uh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on on where the devil roams because you guys right. will take it apart in a really fun way. Thank you guys. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. 
Have and a to great the day, listeners, you guys. yes, yeah. and to the listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed as much as we did. And once again, please join our Facebook group at Dead ha- Dead Hair Dead Air, and um, like our Facebook page, Dead Air, a horror podcast. And again, you can message our Instagram at Dead Air Pod because Chris will reply to you right away. <laughs> so thanks, everyone, and we hope you have a great day ahead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Brought to you by Big Baby Studios.